Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us. Supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. A friend of mine went to Churn and Spoon today and had a great time there. But And, of course, you know, if you're a coffee drinker, Strange Brew always there for you, no matter where you are. You don't have to live in Starville or Tupelo to enjoy great Strange Brew coffee. You just have to hit up strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and they'll ship it right to your door, including the awesome and spectacular K-Cups, which continue to be a tremendous, tremendous seller for these guys. If you've got a Keurig and you want Strange Brew Coffee, it's just as easy as going to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner here in Jackson. Well, I say here in Jackson like I'm in Jackson. But you know where it is. Two locations to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, the biggest and best selection of, of it in central Mississippi, it's located at College Corner. Before you head back to the dude, Make sure to grab some new gear, some of this new dude. What is, what is it called? The dude effect gear. What's what, what? What is it called, Robbie? I know you know. You keep your finger on the pulse of that. Isn't it just the the dude? The dude collection. Uh, yeah, dude collection. There you go. Take care of that at College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com. I drove past Humble Taco on my way into the ballpark uh, twice this weekend, and both times I was glad to see you guys were out there packing it up. Great place to eat. Great place to hang out. Great place to have a good time when you're in Starkville. When you want something different, when you want something that's not the typical Mexican meal, you want to go to Humble Taco. Enjoy a handcrafted margarita. Enjoy some tacos that you can't get anywhere else. You can only get them at Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Humble Taco. If you're looking for an easy selection for lunch on this President's Day, might I suggest Firehouse Subs because it just can't get any easier than that. And always remember, you're getting big reward points every time you order with the Firehouse Subs app. They make it quick and easy. You walk in, grab your sandwich, and get out for a quick lunch break, and you get a delicious sub from Firehouse Subs. Locations are in Columbus, Starkville, Tupelo, Oxford, Madison, and Flowood. Firehouse Subs. Opening weekend has come and gone a record-setting opening weekend in terms of attendance. You, on Saturday, said that that was the biggest, and it was. But you were you were correct in your assessment. Biggest crowd you'd ever seen on a on a opening weekend, and I mean it. It looked like an SEC weekend here in Starkville this weekend. Unfortunately for Mississippi State, it didn't you know go according to the script as they dropped two out of three to the dirt bags of Long Beach State. To me, this 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 weekend comes down to one thing. Saturday's game, it happens, right? You have a bad day at the ballpark, but squandering the pitching performance that Landon Sims gave you on Friday is the difference for me. What do you say? Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, that that was just a really bad day on Saturday. And like you said, the, those kind of games happened. Casey Hunt didn't start well. The offense never really got going. They had a couple of good moments in the first three innings. But Friday was really it. You have nine – you have seven innings, I guess – to get a couple of runs, get something going offensively. 
and they never could. They, they never were able to adjust to Ramirez. He was throwing that sinker, and they just couldn't ever square it up. Or it Really, there was no way they could square it up the way that he was throwing it, but they, they really couldn't lay off of it a lot of times. And when they did get a piece of it, they were just rolling it over to shortstop time after time. I think he had 11 ground outs. I mean, the, the book was out on him, and he followed it you know, to a, to a tee. Um, he, he came in and was a ground ball guy, not a big strikeout guy, um, is Ramirez, Mm -hmm. but he got a lot of weak contact state never really was able to, uh, to really barrel it up against him. And I think, you know, we, we knew it was going to be tough to score runs, but you, you can't have a game come down to, you know, one mistake by a pitcher. I mean, that's, that, that means your offense didn't do its job. If it's if, if you're talking about you know one mistake was the difference in the ball game on a pitch uh, from Landon Sims who was just phenomenal that that's on your offense Landon should be able to have a little bit of leeway in in what he's doing out there pitching wise and man was he phenomenal I mean if if you're taking anything from this ball game it's not that the offense struggled or anything like that to me it's the fact that Landon Sims looks the part of a Friday night guy in the SEC. Seven innings, five hits, and they were all pretty much scattered around. Only one of them was was hit really hard, and that was that home run. Gave up that one run, didn't walk a single batter. He's in there pounding the zone, and 13 strikeouts. I mean, you basically saw six what, – what you saw last year in like six games you got to see in one game. Uh, and I think that's, that's why you've moved Landon Sims here – you're expecting him to to do what he did last year as a closer for seven or eight innings on a Friday night in the SEC. And if you're going to get him one one week one game in a weekend anyway, you might as well start him. That answered a lot of questions. We we didn't have too many concerns about Landon, but there was still you know some intrigue on how he would handle that. I think that was answered emphatically. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent I mean, that was as good a first start as we'll ever see. Uh, from anybody here at Mississippi State, just just total domination. Really didn't have to go to the changeup very much was what was surprising. Really just pitched with his fastball and was able to get strikeouts. You know, makes one mistake on one pitch, and that's you know not sort of the difference in the game. But if Sims is going to pitch like that week in and week out, you know, you you feel like Mississippi State's going to win more than they lose on Friday nights for sure. Saturday, you mentioned Casey Hunt. Uh, not not the most consistent guy there for Mississippi State. And then Cam Tuller comes in and, and sort of the same thing there out of the bullpen. Preston Johnson was able to sort of slow things down, but at that point is already out of hand for the Bulldogs. The Sunday starter, Kate Smith, I was very impressed with. Really, really good. Thought he pitched incredibly well on, on a day where Mississippi State needed it. And State needed hits and got them, and got them throughout the lineup. I think everybody in the lineup had at least one hit outside of maybe Kellum Clark. We'll talk a little bit more about Kellum in just a moment. But – even his replacement, Drew McGowan, had a hit. Um, they got some clutch hits here and there. They showed some power, a couple of balls leaving the yard. That looked a lot more like what you expect from Mississippi State. Take nothing away from Long Beach State. That's a good baseball team. They'll be a force out there in the Big West. They'll be an NCAA tournament. Let me change that. They'll be an NCAA tournament team uh, when, this, uh, when this is all said and done. So State drops the series, but I think it was important to get that win on Sunday and just just feel like you re- hit the reset button a little bit. If you had taken the sweep going into this week, it would have been a little 
there would have I, that, that felt like a sweep that could have carried over into the week. And I know that they're playing weak competition this week, but you may not have played at the level you want it to with with the burden of a sweep. Getting that that win on Sunday to me sort of you know sets everything anew and you and you start over again. When you look at this week's schedule, Robbie, they should be five and two next Monday when they enter that stretch of USM, Tulane, and Texas Tech. Should be, and you really need to be. Um, and, th- and I never like to put too much into these early season games because we. How, I mean, how many times have we seen? Oh, no doubt, Mississippi State come out and struggle in non-conference play or dominate non-conference play and then struggle in the SEC play. I mean, the two best examples are in back-to-back seasons. 2015, they started off really well against a weak schedule in non-conference and then had a losing record at the end of the year. 2016, they really struggled in non-conference play, lost two midweek games to Oral Roberts and Eastern Kentucky, and they end up winning the SEC. So you have to you, – you just have to take baseball um, very lightly, especially early on in the year – you have to realize that there's a long season ahead. It's a marathon, not a sprint, for lack of a better phrase. And, uh, you know, you, you can't just really – you can't really take um, a, a whole lot from these early games as as something definite. Uh, but I do think that it was important to win on Sunday because you don't want to – you don't want to have that sweep on your resume. Right. I, I think Long, long Beach is going to be really good, but you don't you – don't, gain anything from being swept by them well and and you're gonna have to make up for the lamonis even mentioned it on on sunday you're gonna have to make up for this somewhere down the line you're gonna have to get a win somewhere that you weren't expecting to get it yeah um if that's if that's you know sweeping two lane i don't know if it's sweeping somebody in the sec or winning a series that you thought you're gonna lose mm-hmm. then you can get it there but somewhere down the line if you want to be a national seed you've got to get this series back I, th- when, I think. In my when you look at last year, state state is the eight seed, right? The lowest of the super regional hosting seeds. Is that right? Were they, oh, they, the seven. they were the seven, they, right? Yeah, they were seven. Okay, they were seven. Yeah. So I mean, they're on the they're on they're on the bottom there. They were they were forty and fifteen. They lost five non conference games. Mm-hmm. They already lost two, which tells you that you can't really lose more than two or three more. You know, if you and that's assuming you win twenty games in conference. That's gonna yeah. be a tough. That's gonna be a tough thing when you think, especially about that stretch we just talked about. USM three at Tulane and then two in Biloxi with Texas Tech. Those are gonna be tough things. There were some. There were some uh, some surprise results around the con- country this weekend. East Carolina State gets stuck. Sorry, East Carolina gets uh, swept by uh, Bryant. I mean, I don't know a lot about Bryant, but I know East Carolina is a good baseball program. Florida loses a series to Liberty. Obviously, it's you know a top ten series, but Vandy loses a series at home to Oklahoma State. You know, I, Arkansas dropped the game to Southern Illinois, so there were some there were some upsets around the country this weekend. But Lamonis is exactly right. State now, you, you talk about Arkansas. You need to go up there and maybe get two from them somehow, or can you, you know can you sweep Ole Miss on the road? Something like that. Those are going to be something you have to look at when when you when you get down and to talk about the resume when we talk about that stuff in you know mid May when we're really you know into the hosting discussion. You're definitely he's definitely right about that. Um, it's, no. it's really interesting. It shows you how good Lamonis has been in, in non-conference play. Mm-hmm. And probably his worst year was 2020, which That's didn't count. Year, yeah. uh, so in a regular year, he's, you know, he, in 2019, he only lost like one or two non-conference. I think one, one non-conference. One. Game. 
lost a one nothing game to USM in extra innings. Yeah, but he won the series. Mm-hmm. You know, last year you mentioned he lost five non conference games, but he won all the series and all that. So I mean, this is the first non conference series that he has lost at home. Mm-hmm. He's been state has been exceptional in his tenure at home against non conference teams. Right. Um, so this is a little unusual, but at the same time, I just, like I said, I just I don't think that we can make jump to too many no. uh, formalities. I, th- I think that State is going to be fine offensively. I think mm-hmm. that will come together. Um, my only concern right now would be the bullpen because I, I just don't know how many guys there are proven. I, we haven't seen enough to be able to say, oh, that's going to be fine. With the offense, you know that Kellum Clark eventually is going to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know Cam James. You feel like he's going to have a good year. Logan Tanner, Luke Hancock. Uh, you, you feel like Matt Quarter, after seeing him, is going to be able to factor in. So I'm not worried about this offense at all, especially when it starts warming up. It's the bullpen that concerns me a little bit. The the starting pitching, I actually, I might feel better about the starting pitching after the first weekend than I did last year after the first weekend. Because I feel like Cade Smith and Landon Sims are going to be pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to find that third starter. But I just – I don't know about the, the the bullpen. Stone Simmons looked good. Mm-hmm. Brooks Auger I thought looked good. Mm-hmm. I thought Outside Preston that, Johnson Preston, looked Preston pretty Johnson, good. He, he's, he's not, not going to walk. He's not going to walk right. uh, four guys like that usually. Uh, right. And and he got guys on base and got out of it. I'm not worried about him at all. And he He's also I mean, not going to normally pitch four innings. Right. Right, yeah. So I, think, I yeah. I'm not worried about I'm not worried about you know Stone Simmons. I think can be good in Preston Johnson, mm-hmm. but who else? I, I just don't know. We no don't question. know. No question about it. You mentioned Kellum Clark. He got benched on uh, Sunday's game. I uh, was 0 for two with a couple of really bad strikeouts, and they talk about brought in Drew McGowan. McGowan had a hit later in the game. We talked a little bit about Kellen Clark on, on, on Kellen Clark on Friday show, and I said, you know, I thought I wanted to make him my playmaker. That that sort of backfired on me. You mentioned that he's been having a rough off season in terms of you know just seeing the ball. It looks like that has continued into the regular season. I do agree with you though. Too talented not to get it figured out, but it's going to be a process with him. It looks like. Yeah, you know, middle of the summer when he got into summer league was was struggling a little bit. Fall he struggled. Spring he struggled. He's just in a funk right now, but I mean, I, I just I cannot fathom him staying in that funk. I, I just I feel like eventually it's really going to start to click for him, and this might be a sophomore slump year for him. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's too early to to make that kind of um, uh, prediction or anything like that. But right now he's he's struggling to get into a rhythm and see the ball, and you need him to to step up because. You know, Drew McGowan came in, had two big hits, but you're not you, you're not going to get near the production from a uh, home run standpoint or power standpoint uh, with with Drew McGowan than you would for Kellum Clark. And I think you need Kellum Clark to be in that bottom half of the order where he is to really give you some more pop down there and a guy that can change the game with one swing of the bat. So uh, they need Kellum Clark to get it going, and I think that was more of a more of a message to Kellum, like, "Hey, you're just let's relax, come sit in the dugout. If you're thinking too much, 
let's let somebody else go out there and you watch the game for a little bit and kind of see what the pitcher's throwing and and hear what the guys were saying in the dugout. I think that was just a, a move by Chris Lamonis to take a little pressure off of him because right now he just seems like he's pressing a little too much. I think that uh, the other guy, you know, the other big guy, Brad Cumbus, on the other hand, he got off to a good start uh, and, and, and hit the ball well this weekend, looked good defensively as well. I think Cumbus is a guy that, you know, he, I, th- I feel like he needed a fast start, and he and he got one. Yeah, uh, people are people are really hard on Brad. Um, I think sometimes, but he's had four hits, uh, three hits yesterday. I think had a double. Um, you know, strikeouts are are kind of high right now. Four mm-hmm. of those. You need some more consistency from him, but I think he's going to be a better hitter than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that, you know, you can come up there and throw him a curveball and he's never going to be able to produce. Right. But, you know, last year hit over 300 and 364 this weekend, it and bad. The, yeah. the strikeouts are high, but I think more and more often this year when he sees – the more he sees pitching, mm-hmm. I think the better he's going to be. And I this year he's going to see more pitching than he's ever seen. I agree with that. So, good. There's some there were some positives, even with the State losing the series. There's still some positives. Now – that's not to say it was a positive weekend. You don't want to lose series. You don't want to drop out of conference series. You don't want to drop home games for sure. But there were some things you could take away from it and say, look, if they fix these, these other things, this team is going to be just fine. But that's the most important thing, right? They have to fix uh, the other things. We'll see if they can do it. They got some winnable games this weekend. They need to, or this week, they need to win those games. Get back to five and two and see what you can do in that stretch uh, that we've been sort of pointing at that sort of, you know, not really a season-defining stretch because SEC plays what defines a team. But if you're going to be a national seed, if you're going to be one of the top eights, I mean, in that five, what is that, a six-game stretch, you probably need to be four and two, to be totally honest. You need to beat Southern. Are you going to have to really uh, turn it up in SEC play? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, you have four losses non-conference, right? When you look at the rest of the non-conference schedule, the only game that you would circle and say, I'm really worried, it's not even really worried, but it's the Governor's Cup, right? Because it's against mm-hmm. Ole Miss. The rest of the non-conference schedule is, is pretty winnable games. you got SWAC teams and Conference USA teams. You feel pretty good about that. But you don't have a lot of room for error at that point, and you, still, you need to find a way to win 19, 20, 21 games in conference play to feel really confident about being a national seed. It, 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 I, I agree with the people who say, you know, it's baseball and not every game is just do or die. But every game is part of a bigger pu- puzzle. And if one piece is out of kilter, you can't, you can't do it. And that these games matter, even the first weekend of the season. So we'll see what happens uh, for the Bulldogs. They need, to, they need to string off some wins now uh, to just get everything back, back to the pace that they want to be on. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. And that's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. Whatever you're looking to cook for dinner, there's always a great recipe out there that's got beef in it. If you want to make something simple like burgers or pasta or anything like that, you can do it with beef. If you're looking to do a big pot roast like our friend Robert St. John was advertising uh, last week, always a good choice. If you want to put a big brisket on the grill like my buddy uh, Brian McDuff did this weekend, I saw those pictures, man. I almost drove to Florida. I think it was looking fantastic. But whatever it is, beef is there for you. So put some beef in the grocery cart. Not only are you helping your fellow, your family, you're helping your fellow Mississippians, 15,000 of them producing beef in this state. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. 
Two brothers smoked meats. I had a, a guy, a guy uh, reach out to me on Twitter. He's like, hey, man, I know you're the food guy. I don't want to wait in line for a long time. Where should I go? So I gave him all these suggestions because of these places I didn't think would be busy. And I messaged him today. I was like, oh, how was it? He's like, oh, we went to two brothers. It's like, oh, there you go. I, sh- I should have just said that from the, the start. So I, went, I went on opening day with uh, a couple of my friends. And I saw was, you had some tacos, right? Yes. That's, the, the pork belly tacos are my go-to now. They're, they're, they're just great. There's just not, a, there's just not a, a, a misstep on that menu. Whatever you want to get, you know it's going to be good. You know you're going to have a good time while you're there and enjoy yourself. So I can't recommend it enough. I should have. I'm just going to stick with it from now on. Somebody says, "Where should I eat?" Like I don't care if it's a two hour wait. Just stand in line at Two Brothers. Just do it. Go to Two Brothers in the heart of the Cotton District for some smoked Southern Soul food. It's a really simple process over at Advantage Business Systems. It's great products and great service. And I know everybody promises you that, but not everybody promises you the selection that Advantage Business Systems has for everything your business needs: copiers and printers, computers, software, my mailing and information systems. They've got it all. And then everybody promises great service, but not everybody is going to give you a local phone number and tell you, hey, call us directly and, and, and you know, we'll, we'll solve your problem today. And, and everybody else is pawning you off to a call center overseas and it's a 1-888 or 1-800 number. Don't deal with that. Call a 601 number and talk to a person today. That number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. So you're telling me there's a chance, Robbie Falk? Hey, ma- mathematically, Mississippi State staying still in this alive, thing. Staying alive, huh? I just huh? 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 Uh, temper, just temper your expectations. A I have bit. no expectations. What are we just, talking? Just, uh, I, I went into that Missouri game. I think you and I both thought they were going to lose that game in Columbia, mm-hmm. and. I mean, nothing against – it's not really you anything against – haven't won on the against, road. Why would I think otherwise, Robbie? Well, and, and to me, it's not really anything against Mississippi State. I just – I thought it was going to be really difficult to beat Missouri in two straight games within a, you know, two-day period and go on the road and win a game because, I mean, I, I hate to – you know, everybody should be bragging about Mississippi State beating a bad Missouri team on the road, but no, no win on the road should ever be taken for granted in this league. Missouri beat Alabama at Missouri. Um, Missouri has a couple of big wins this year, and they've taken a lot of other teams to the wire. It's very difficult to win road games in this league. And for Mississippi State, they were down by, you know, two or three points, well, I think a minute left. They had every reason there to fold. And, uh, again, I don't – you shouldn't be just, like, running around the, the, the house with a banner or anything like that. Uh, but this was a big win for Mississippi State just because you survived. And, I mean, it's almost like you're in an NCAA tournament right now. You're surviving and you're advancing. Every win gets you closer and closer to getting back on the bubble, but you, you really can't have any losses. There's no margin of error anymore. But just to, to play the same team twice in a two-day period mm-hmm. and win Very both cool. of them, that, that's tough. Whether the team's 10 and 16 or, you know, 22 and – 10 or whatever it's tough and i mean i I think that was a big win for mississippi state because it just keeps you alive dave neal asked his broadcast partner john sunvold tonight is it difficult to beat a team back to play a team back to back like this and i really wanted john to go well how the hell would i know it's never happened in the history of how often has this happened (laughs) 
How often has teams played each other back to back within two days? Never. They they don't. Not college baseball. So I thought that was. I love Dave Neal, but that was a weird question from him. Um, and of all the guys to make the clutch play, Shaquille Moore, who's just been. I mean, he has been struggling. There's no other way around that. But he had a really good game for Mississippi State tonight. And then at the end, he makes the clutch shot to get the win. Um, State battled. You know, they were they were down multiple times in the second half uh, and never gave up. I thought defensively their intensity was really good. I thought they did a fantastic job of keeping Missouri from getting back on transition. Off of misses, State was quick getting back on defense all night. Um yeah, I mean, Missouri is a bad offensive team. They are. But I think State played a really good defensive ball game. The offense right. was just okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but they got like, the only job done. 56 points. I mean, that's, that's – yeah. I, yeah. I, lo- I love the fact that Shaquille Moore just went straight to the hole. Yes. He didn't pull it out. I mean, the confidence there, that's huge. And it's, I agree. it's big for a guy that's been struggling like that. To show that he has confidence in himself to go in. I mean, he was he was basically one on two there, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Went to the hole and scored it. scored it. The confidence there for that guy to go in there and at least try to draw the foul and win the ball game. I thought that was thought that was big. I think now for Mississippi State, I say I think I know this. They're still in it, right? I think that Lenardi uh, said that a win would put them back into the next four out. So in that that bottom eight kind of situation. If they if they win out, they're gonna get in. But yeah, they're, they they're have to win it. out, and that includes beating Auburn. Any loss is going to keep them out of the tournament, in my opinion. Um, and I mean, I, I'm not totally sure that they don't need to get one in Tampa as well. But if they win out, I feel like they're gonna get in. But that's the the problem. They have to win out. They're already in the NCAA tournament. This is already postseason basketball for Mississippi State. A loss and you're done. So can they play with that kind of pressure for four or five games before the tournament even begins? What do you think? I mean, I I have no reason to believe that they're going to be able to win all these games. You know, my my thoughts have changed slightly on this team. I think that they're playing really hard and and playing for, you know, with a purpose here. But – you got a South Carolina team that is playing really well here in the last couple of weeks. You got, you know, a top five team in Auburn coming up, and then you got to go on the road to Texas A&M. I, I think they should win that Vanderbilt game, but, I mean, you can't take it for granted. But it's just – it's going to be very difficult to win those other three, to win all three of them. I've, A&M has, has been really bad over the last month. That That's a team that was playing – really well early and now they've they've lost i don't know like six or six or seven out of the last eight or something like that i mean that they have not been playing well so that's a game that you should win but another road game that's going to be tough south carolina a&m and auburn those are the three games i think because i i really think they should be able to be bandy but it's it's one of those things where at this point you just have to take it game by game, and that's that's a coach speak thing. That's what you know a lot of coaches say, but that's literally how you have to handle this with Mississippi State at this point. I mean, you you can't you can't look ahead at this point. You just have to say, okay, South Carolina's on the schedule tonight. See if they win that ball game, and we'll go on to the next one because that's where you are right now. If you lose any of these final four games, 
you're probably done unless you win the SEC tournament. And, I, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't think that they can lose one of these games and, like, win a couple in the tournament or something like that. I, I really believe that they're going to have to win out here to have a chance. Yeah. State's uh, net as of tonight, and that's Sunday night as recording, was 46. Obviously, the new the win today would not be taken into account yet, but can't imagine it would go up huge with a win over Missouri, who is currently – let me let me double-check here – uh, 147 uh, in the rankings. I can't imagine it'll go up much, but you know, it might go up to 46, something like that. And then you just sort of have to, you know, keep playing games and keep seeing what's going to happen. It's 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 going to be an interesting. You know, every game, like I said, is is a tournament game. You know, you're you're eliminated with a loss. So we'll see if state is mentally strong enough to to get through this. Uh, and like you said, playing on the road. I mean, they did get a road win Sunday night, but you know, that's that's only their first one of the year. And South Carolina, yeah. a good, tough team. We'll see what happens. They just don't have much of a resume like that. They can win. They can win. Um, you know, these last four games, and then you can start talking about them having a, uh, you know, a little bit of a resume. Mm-hmm. But right now, there's just they have, you know, two quad one wins. I guess at, at the at the moment, there's just there's no really good uh, wins on the schedule right now outside of a couple of games. So. Yeah. You went. You go twenty and eleven overall. Yeah. You go eleven and seven in the SEC. You should and, be in. I mean, if you're eleven and seven in the SEC, you got a first. You got first two round by in the SEC Good. tournament. You're going to be Good. a top four team in a league that's going to have you know eight or nine teams in the NCAA tournament to be a top four team in SEC play. That's going to speak volumes. Um, so it, it would be absolutely shocking if Mississippi State somehow won these last four games. I'm not projecting that, but if they did and didn't get in the tournament, that would be a huge snub, in my opinion, to go 11-7 and seven in, in a league that's probably the best league in basketball right now. I don't know that 7-7 seven and is going to get you a top four because the top four right now are 12-2, and 11-3, and 10-4, 10-4. and four. Then there's a three-game drop-off with five teams tied at 7-7. Seven and seven. So we'll okay. see about that. I just, I just knew that they were tied at fifth. I didn't, I didn't look at the – yeah, it's, it's, it's so. a three-game three game disadvantage there. So that's, that's going to be tough. But even at fifth, you should feel pretty good about, you know, because you're playing the 12 seed, you should be able to beat them. Right now, the 12 seed would be Ole Miss. And, ooh, that would be something. And then you go from there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you're probably talking about, uh, I mean, I had looked at LSU LSU's schedule, but I imagine LSU is probably going to be – they, they might be ahead of state. Alabama might be ahead of state. LSU, Alabama, Florida, South Carolina, Mississippi State, all tied at 7-7 seven and seven right now. Right now, oh. if the SEC tournament was was right now, state would be the 5-6-7-8. Uh, they're the 9 seed behind South Carolina. They would play South Carolina in the first round. Okay. They got some work to do. We'll see what happens. All right. Really competitive league, man. It is. It is. All right. Plenty of baseball to talk about this week. Obviously, still some basketball to talk about. I think it's time we start talking some positional breakdowns for football, Robbie. It's spring practice, not too far off. We want to go ahead and start getting into those. So we'll talk quarterbacks this week. Will Rogers, it's his show. Whether you like it or not, he's going he's gonna to be setting records again uh, for Mississippi State this fall. But can he improve win-loss records? That's going to be the big question. So a lot to talk about. We're looking forward to bringing it to you. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Now.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.